Hello, I'm Efren Resendez, and welcome to my Technology Meets Education podcast. Today, I am reviewing a podcast called Trends and Issues, and as the name implies, gives us a view into the trending topics of the week in instructional design. The podcast co-hosts are Abby Brown, a Ph.D. professor at East Carolina University and teaches in the Industrial Technology Program. He specializes in instructional media production and online learning environment designs. He is an author and was the editor-in-chief of the journal Tech Trends from 2009 to 2012. His co-host is Tim Green, a Ph.D. professor of educational technologies at California State University, Fullerton, since 1999. He is also the author of several books on the subject. This week's podcast has four topics in professional development, hardware and software, assistive technology, and instructional design. Each of these topics deals with a specific trend that they have come across and they give us the links to where to go out and research these topics for yourself. This is a bit different than the podcast that I'm used to listening to because this one actually makes me look up, read, learn, and review the trending topics of the week. trending website they recommend is the website CIO and their article about the eight best free online courses for growing your tech skills and links will be provided in the discussion board. The website gives links to the following eight sites. The first site recommended by CIO is Code Academy. This site offers free coding classes in 12 programming and markup languages. The course promises to give hands-on experience and real-time feedback from peers. Next is General Assembly, which is a for-profit education organization but also offers free courses that promise to teach students the basics of web development. The DASH program focuses on teaching you how to use HTML, CSS, and JavaScripts. Next is edX, which is a massive open online course, MOOC, provider for university level courses developed by schools, nonprofit organizations, and corporations. These programs are offered for free to users with courses from universities such as MIT and Harvard. Courses include short videos, interactive learning exercises, tutorial videos, online textbooks, and a forum where students can interact with one another, ask questions, and reach out to teaching assistants. At the end of the course, you'll receive a certificate, and some courses might count as college or university credits, depending on the school. Next recommendation by CIO is Harvard. They offer online access to course materials, lectures, programs, and other educational content for free. Their goal is to offer effective, accessible avenues for people who desire to learn but may not have the opportunity to obtain a Harvard education. Courses are offered through a number of online learning content providers including edX, Get Smarter, and HarvardX. There are courses in nearly every IT topic that you can imagine so you can get a Harvard education without the tuition bills. Then CIO recommends the most widely known site of all, Khan Academy which was developed in 2006 as a nonprofit educational organization with the distinct goal of educating students online for free. 
Lessons are taught through YouTube videos with additional exercises online for educations and students. Courses can be accessed on mobile devices and must have been and have been translated into several languages with nearly 20,000 subtitle translations available. While this may not serve as a formal education, it is an easy way to learn new skills as you, adva as you advance your career. And the site that I visit the most but is not free is lynda.com from LinkedIn. I was fortunate enough to have met Linda many years ago when I attended a seminar at TCEA that she was presenting on for Adobe. I had to pull some special favors in to be able to get to this session. Linda.com was founded in 1995 by Linda Weeman, a special effects animator and multimedia professor who founded a digital art school with her husband. It originally served as an online support for her books and classes but then started offering free courses in 2002. It was purchased by LinkedIn in 2016 and offers free courses for subscribers on a wide variety of technical topics. You can try it out for free for one month, but after that you'll need to pay $29 per month to get access to the courses. While it's not completely free, you get access to all the courses for the subscription fee, making it an affordable option. While some of you may think that these are not instructional design related courses, you are incorrect. To be a designer, you must not only know theories, but as a designer, you must also know how to produce these courses. And whether they are e-learning or hyperdocs or even PowerPoint slides, they need to incorporate multimedia into the presentation. It is now considered a must and no longer will your audience be complacent with just bullet points. The second trending topic they mentioned was by Stan Horenzik about how Apple and Pixar have created a new file format for augmented reality to be used on your iPhone. The new file format is called USDZ which stands for Universal Scene Description. It is essentially a way for content creators to code 3D objects and package save them with enough information about things like geometry and shading to stay consistent across editing applications. The Z is the fourth dimension of 3D. Time will tell whether Apple and Pixar can make the USDZ the standard format for 3D objects, but USDZ format will be fully integrated into the iOS 12 when it launches later this year. The third trending topic for the week that they mentioned was about using telepresence robots to support students facing adversities by Doris Ching, Tara Dykeman, and Courtney Fell, which are all learning experience designers at the Academic Technology Design Team at the University of Colorado Boulder's Office of Information Technology. Their topic reminded me of the Big Bang Theories episode where a mobile virtual presence device which Sheldon built as a protection from the dangers of life episode, Steve Wozniak was impressed with Sheldon's virtual present device while Penny referred to the MVPD as Sheldbot. The device they tested was a Kubi telepresence device and was used when students were unable to attend in-person class sessions and would have to miss a significant number of class sessions or withdraw from their courses entirely 
due to extenuating circumstances, but who still wanted to attend class. Instructors indicated that incorporating their systems into the classrooms required minimal effort and the Kubis integrated with video conferencing software and therefore rely on strong Wi-Fi signals in the classroom and a strong Wi-Fi or high-speed internet connection in the remote student's environment is also necessary. Also, it is important that classmates treat the telepresence setup as if the student was physically in the classroom. The last trending topic they referenced was the one that caught my eye. What do online students want? By Goldie Blimstink. She discusses the survey which was produced by Learning House and Adelation Market Research, which was based on responses from more than 1,500 past, current, and prospective online students. The three findings from the survey said Students want to conduct more of their coursework activities on their mobile phones and tablets. 70% said they wanted some or most of it that way. With mobile devices becoming increasingly important tools in our everyday lives, the survey suggests that colleges may need to move faster to ensure that academic materials are optimized for such devices. The second thing they'd like is better career planning services. They would like job shadowing, interview workshops, internship search assistance, and career uh, mentoring, and a college-maintained job website. Their biggest regret, they all relate to not having done enough research about the college and what it would cost before they enrolled. So to wrap up this podcast, I must ask, what have I, and hopefully you, learned from this segment? 1. That instructional design is not just all about the theory. And 2nd, that this field is wide open and the e-curriculum explosion has just begun and the technology behind the multimedia is exploding and is creating new job skills that will be in demand, of which I plan to enjoy. And the third lesson learned is more of a question. How is this technology going to be assessed and will all this new technology give the learner the prerequisites needed to complete the lesson objectives, giving the learners the confidence that they can complete the lessons? And most important lesson is that the instructional designer must still incorporate feedback in a way that the learner is aware of their progress, knowing that they will be able to gain the satisfaction of their accomplishments at the end of the course as referenced by Ruth Small in her 2000 article motivation and instructional design. Well, that does it for today's podcast and tune in next week when we continue our discussions in Technology Meets Education.